Welcome to our October 25th worship service from North Coast United Methodist Church. It is a blessing and a privilege to be with you today as we look at the fruits of the Spirit of God's love. We hope that you enjoy your worship with us today, and let's join together in prayer. Precious God, please be with us as we see the evidence of your love. Speak to us today, God. Amen. Loving God, give ear to your people this day. Hear our thanksgiving and praise. Hear our pleas for equality and justice. Hear our prayers for love and compassion for all people. Hear our songs and celebration of your mighty love. Then guide our feet on the path you set before us. Amen. Let's have the children come forward for children's time, please.
Do you have a collection? Is there something that you like to get and collect so that you can try to have them all? You can have one of each. Is there something that you love that you collect? When I was a kid, I loved collecting baseball cards. And my first job, when I could drive, I was 16 years old. I worked. I had the absolute most coolest job on earth. I got to work in a baseball card shop. And one of the things and my goals was I wanted to have every single Nolan Ryan baseball card. Nolan Ryan, who used to play for the New York Mets, the Anaheim Angels, the Houston Astros, and the Texas Rangers. Nolan Ryan was my absolute favorite baseball player. And I wanted to go out and collect, and I'm still trying, even as a 40-plus-year-old dad, I'm still trying to get every Nolan Ryan baseball card because I just liked Nolan Ryan. And when I was working in this baseball card shop, it was so cool to see people come in and trade things and and to talk about the players that they collected and try to help them build complete sets of baseball cards and stuff. I had just such a cool experience working in this place and, and celebrating collections. Now, when we think about collecting things, we think about getting every single one. This is something that we want to have, that we have for ourselves. But I want to share something with you that's very cool. Do you know that there's something that we have that we actually get more of it the more that we give it away? Do you know that there is something in our life that we have and that actually we get more of it when we give it away? Now, we collect things. And when we think about collecting things, we think about going out and getting this and getting that. I think about going out and getting the 1968 Nolan Ryan card. And then I got to go out and I got to get the 1979 Nolan Ryan card. And I think about all these things that I need to go out and get for me. But there is something in our life that becomes more important and more valuable the more we give it away. And that's love. We collect love, but it's something that we actually collect. And it becomes more and more and more important when we give it away. I want you to think about the times that your parents have showed you love. Your brothers and sisters, your siblings have shown you love. Your grandmothers, your grandfathers have shown you love. And I want you to think about how happy they look when they are showing you love. You see, love is something that is so cool because when we collect love, the only way we get more is by giving it away and sharing it with other people. And love becomes more important and more valuable in our hearts the more that we share it with other people. As we celebrate all of our cool collections, and it's cool, the collect things. As we celebrate our cool collections and think about what it means to go out and to get things and just cherish them and and like having them, I also want us to think about the ways that we collect love. And the ways that we collect love is not looking for ways to go out and getting something for us. We collect love by thinking about ways of going out and giving it to other people including people that we never thought that we would be able to share it with. Hold on to that in your prayers, and let's let's pray about the ways that we collect love by sharing. Dear God, thank you for giving me love so that I can pass that love on to other people. Amen.
this weekend at our in-person worship services, the flowers that will be shared on the altar are given in celebration of praise, of prayer for Liz, Nero's dad, Robert, as well as her husband, Mario. And Liz and Mario are just uh, two dear saints of our church. Uh, Liz and I may not like the same baseball teams, but she is still just a strong and loving presence here with, with sending out cards and letters to our church members and making phone calls. And, and Mario has, over the years, been, been such a good caretaker, caregiver to, for our facilities here. I, I constantly see Mario picking things up, checking doors. Uh, the love that these dear friends have for our church. So this weekend, as we celebrate the altar flowers, we also celebrate the lives of, of two very dear friends in our worship community who care for the well-being and the where, well and the care of our facility, as well as the well-being and the welfare of our community. Let's hold together in prayer. Precious God, thank you for Liz and Mario, and we thank you for what these flowers are celebrating this weekend. Uh, the love of a family and, and support of a family that don't just love and care for each other, but they love and care for their greater community. Uh, bless the celebration of these flowers and bless the celebration of all of our dear friends who reach out, who care, and do all things that Show your image to the world. Amen. Loving God, we come to you today with our arms raised and hearts open, ready to receive your gospel and your love. Fill our hearts with love and courage that we may be faithful servants now and always. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Let's join together for our prayer of affirmation. The fulfillment of God's law leads to a fulfilled life. The love of God makes our love possible. In this love, in this fulfillment, we find grace and peace. To love as we are loved and to forgive as we are forgiven. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Amen. Our scripture today is Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 to 40. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is, is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we turn to you. We look to you. We thank you for the importance and love that you give to our lives. And in the times that we ask or asked challenging questions, we learn to turn and look to you for the eternal answers. Today, God, as we continue this conversation we've been on for the last few weeks, we want to find through you places of redemption. Be our redemptive God, Lord. Speak today. Nothing happens unless it's sparked by you. Amen. Here we are. All good series are in threes, so today is our third and final conversation using images from the movie The Princess Bride to talk about the places and things that we are called to care for in our lives. A few weeks ago, we started this series and we looked at Enigo Montoya. And we looked at the idea of being perseverant in our faith, not giving up, having a goal that we are constantly reaching out for in our understanding of justifying grace and being perseverant all the way to achieving that goal and that prize. Last week, we looked at love, and we looked at what true love it can motivate us to do, responding to a love outside of us, living up and being empowered and driven by a love that means so much to us, and how the actions of that love can reveal so many things in our lives. Now today we're going to move it one step forward because we live in our lives with challenges. We feel in our lives because that we believe in something, we feel challenged by things outside of us that causes us to truly address and to work on and to be able to proclaim what it is that we believe in. Today, we are going to use what is probably one of the most well-known movie clips from The Princess Bride. We are going to look at how Vizzini, the Sicilian, challenges the dread pirate Robert Wesley and challenges him to come up with answers so that he can stay on his path and continue his drive towards his goal. I want us to look at that today as, of all things, we tie it with this scripture from Matthew today that uh, Dr. Ray Aller has, has read so well. Because we look at this conversation, and I, I when, when I started thinking about how to do the third week, and I never, I never talked about Vizzini yet, and 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 these and how can you how can you have a princess bride uh, sermon series without talking about 
the Sicilian and the and the three bandits uh, in this conversation. And it's really cool how the imagery that we're about to watch between Vazzini and and Wesley, the Dread Pirate Roberts, in this conversation. And it's cool how that imagery leaks in with the scripture from Matthew as as a lawyer. The one that knows everything and has an answer for everything and knows how to ask the questions to fumble someone else up. It's funny how that imagery between Vizzini and, and Wesley links into this conversation with the lawyer and Christ. So we're going we're gonna to look at the, this, this movie clip probably one of the most well-known parts of this movie. And we're going to talk about what it means to truly know the full story, to truly train and be prepared for whatever may come, and the things that we have to do, the ways that we study, that we train, that we find our foundation in what we believe in, so that when we are addressed with challenges from those outside of us because of what we believe in. We don't find ourselves in a reactionary place, but we can have a place of comfort and calm and cool and deal with what's happening in front of us in such a way that through that calmness, through that cool presence, we can continue our mission and not be stopped because of unexpected challenges that come our way. Here, enjoy enjoy this this conversation between Vazzini and and Wesley, the Dread Pirate Roberts. So, it is down to you. And it is down to me. If you wish you're dead, by all means, keep moving forward. Let me explain. There's nothing to explain. You're trying to kidnap what I've rightfully stolen. Perhaps an arrangement can be reached? There will be no arrangement. And you're killing her. Well, if there can be no arrangement, then we are at an impasse. I'm afraid so. I can't compete with you physically, and you're no match for my brains. You're that smart. Let me put it this way. Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes. Morons. Really? In that case, I challenge you to a battle of wits. For the princess? To the death? I accept. Good. Then pour the wine. Inhale this, but do not touch. I smell nothing. What you do not smell is called Iocane powder. It is odorless, tasteless, dissolves instantly in liquid, and is among the more deadly poisons known to man. Where is the poison? The battle of wits has begun. It ends when you decide and we both drink and find out who is right and who is dead. But it's so simple. All I have to do is divine from what I know of you. Are you the sort of man who would put the poison into his own goblet or his enemies? Now, a clever man would put the poison into his own goblet because he would know that only a great fool would reach for what he was given. I'm not a great fool, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. But you must have known I was not a great fool. You would have counted on it, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You've made your decision then? <laughs> not remotely, because Iocane comes from Australia, as everyone knows. And Australia is entirely peopled with criminals. And criminals are used to having people not trust them as you are not trusted by me, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. 
Wait till I get going. Where was I? Australia. Yes, Australia. And you must have suspected I would have known the powder's origin, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You're just stalling now. You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? You've beaten my giant, which means you're exceptionally strong. So you could have put the poison in your own goblet, trusting on your strength to save you, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. But you've also bested my Spaniard, which means you must have studied. And in studying, you must have learned that man is mortal, so you would have put the poison as far from yourself as possible, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You're trying to trick me into giving away something. It won't work. It has worked! You've given everything away! I know where the poison is! Then make your choice. I will! And I choose... What in the world can that be? What? Where? I don't see anything. Oh, well, I, I could have sworn I saw something. I, no matter. <laughs> What's so funny? I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. First, let's drink. Me from my glass, and you from yours. You guessed wrong. You only think I guessed wrong. That's what's so funny. I switched glasses when your back was turned. Ha <laughs> ha, you fool. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia. But only slightly less well known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> Are you? I'm no one to be trifled with. That is all you ever need know. To think, all that time it was Shawcup that was poisoned. They were both poisoned. I spent the last few years building up an immunity to Iocane powder. So the battle of wits had begun. In this video clip, we see Vazini being the person who tries to tip. The Dread Pirate Rob Roberts Wesley's hand to reveal information, to, to share things. He, he goes on this verbal monologue. And if, if you love superhero movies, James Bond movies, the main villain always goes on this monologue that ends up foiling themselves because it took too long to talk than to be people of action. We, we see Vazini in this verbal monologue with Wesley, the Dread Pirate Roberts, trying to get Wesley to tip his hand and to reveal what's taking place. The verbal challenge. Let's tie that imagery into this conversation between the lawyer and Christ. The lawyer, again... And not trying to make any lawyer jokes here, but lawyers gain control through conversation. And this lawyer in the book of Matthew, speaking to Christ, is trying to both gain power for himself by having Christ show a flaw in what he believes and what he understands. The, the battle of wits that is taking place between this lawyer and Christ is the lawyer trying to gain control through asking the right questions, through proposing the right principles, and through saying things in such a way that it, it, it fumbles, it would fumble Christ, it would show Christ to become reactionary in some way, and for Christ to reveal something that would even give more power to the lawyer. That's what's happening in this conversation. It, it's so beautiful. It's so beautifully seen in this movie clip uh, from the Princess Bride and this conversation between uh, Vizzini, the Sicilian, and Wesley, the Dread Pirate Roberts. He goes through this, this long tirade of showing how much 
that he knows, Vizzini, just spouting knowledge, spouting everything that he knows that could show his mental superiority over what Wesley is presenting as his mission. His mission to continue on this journey to be reconnected to Princess Buttercup. As the lawyer in this scripture in Matthew, I kind of I see that Vazzini kind of idea in the lawyer because I, I, we, we, we see this part of the conversation between Christ and the lawyer in the writing of Matthew and sometimes my brain starts to daydream there's there's something that gave this lawyer the cultural authority to be the one who stepped forward to challenge Christ. It, it just wasn't some moment of happenstance that everybody stepped aside and let him be the leader of this conversation. There was something that, that has happened in this lawyer's place of cultural importance that made him the person to have this conversation with Christ. And I just, I kind of daydream and I, I see this imagery of the lawyer having conversations with other people, much like Vizzini is having with Wesley, the Dread Pirate Roberts, in, in this conversation. There has been somewhere that, that this lawyer has, has spouted everything that he knows and everything that he understands, and he's he's knocked the the people that he's been talking to off their perch, that they become reactionary people, and they become the ones who lose the arguments because they fall off of the foundation of what they know and what they trust, and they become so reactionary that the lawyer has them in the palms of, of his hands. He just crushes them away. Oh, we see this in the in the relationship with Vizzini and Fezzik and and Ego Montoya. You know, Vizzini is such this talker that he he keeps control in his relationship with Fezzik, who was played by Andre the Giant, and Inigo Montoya, uh, played by Mandy Patinkin. Uh, we see him keep control of that relationship by always being the one who spouts out everything that he knows. He keeps control of the conversation so that he remains the one in charge. So we see Vizzini have control of those relationships, but then he runs into Wesley the Dread Pirate Roberts, the non-reactionary presence in the situation. And he tries to do everything that we see him do with Fezzik, with Anigo Montoya, but Wesley's not reacting. He's not giving in. And he has his place where he stays. You see, there is a blessing of being able to train and prepare ourselves. There is a blessing in knowing history and having knowledge and sharing it in such a way that it becomes the foundation of our being and not a showcase of what we know. And that's the difference between Wesley the Dread Pirate Roberts and, and Vizzini in this conversation. It is the difference between the lawyer and Jesus Christ in this conversation that's taking place in Matthew. Again, I can only imagine all of the conversations the lawyer has had that had made him the one chosen to have this conversation with Christ. But we get to see the conversation that he has with Christ. And this lawyer knows the history of the law. He knows the history of faith. And he starts to use those things to challenge Christ. And he starts to ask things based and rooted in the cultural history. And anything that Jesus Christ says counterculture to the cultural history can be something that that lawyer uses to defunct him 
and can push them away and convince people to not listen to what Christ is sharing. But Christ is there as this calm, cool presence because he's already trained, he's already knowledgeable, and he knows what to say, not to display what he knows, but to support the mission that he is currently a part of. Let's tie this back into the movie clip because this is the this is the, the cool part. Wesley knows how this is going to end because Wesley had trained, prepared himself for this situation to, to come along, not just for his knowledge or of conversation, but he he physically trained for his immunity to this iocane powder that was the 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 poison in the pot that brought Vizzini to his foil. See, what we know about Christ is Christ knew the whole story before he walks into this picture, into this conversation with the lawyer, because Christ is God. Christ knew what would happen. Christ knows what's going to happen. Christ knew the whole story and he was on the journey and he knew the story before it started and he knows the resurrection that's to come. And as Christ is on this conversation with the lawyer, he doesn't have to be reactionary. He doesn't have to give up more than he wants to because Christ is able to stay focused on what he wants to teach as he's in this moment. Where in the first way that we are looking at this video clip and the way that we're talking about this conversation between the lawyer and Christ, the way that we're talking about this conversation between Vizzini and Wesley, the Dread Pirate Roberts, we see a person that wants control, that desires control, and does everything that he can do to keep it including over-talking and over-running and keeping all of the focus on his desires. And then we see the cool, calm presence that comes in and understands that power doesn't come with volume, that strength doesn't come with sharing more than you need to share, and sometimes you just need that cool, calm presence to say what needs to be heard that's trained and understands and knows not just what was, but what will be, and to stay calm and confident in the mission. That's what happens with Christ in this, because Christ knows the history. See, this lawyer is trying to stump him and get him to react based on history. If he says anything contrary to the history, of the faith, anything contradictory to the history of the law, this lawyer's got him. But Christ knows. And Christ's response is, here is what is summed up in the law. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. All the laws are based on what it means to live in a productive culture. What it means to love something outside of your yourself, if you look at the commandments of the law, love the Lord, have no gods before me. Don't covet things. Love God first. And then it's, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not be envious, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. It's all of these things that talk about caring for your neighbor. And as we learn and see how Christ displays the love of God and the love of your neighbor, Christ describes the law so perfectly that the lawyer can't do anything about it, and Christ is able to move forward cool and calm and begin to continue to show and display what the new way will open up for the greater world. Now, now, the, the whole story with this Iocane powder and, and the Prince's Bride, it's Wesley spending time preparing, preparing his body, preparing his spirit, building up an immunity to something that becomes the major tool and him moving towards 
a place of restoration for he and Buttercup. So we see these two things. And we see it very clearly in the scripture of Matthew. We see the one that knows everything and that it's desiring power and doing everything to keep the power. We see in the scripture very clearly the one who comes that is the calm, cool, educated, learned presence that doesn't react but responds. But then there's the thing that matters the most. And I always share this about Christ. There is no wasted motion with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is not just taking part in a conversation with the person that we see Christ speaking to in multiple situations, not just this one with the lawyer, but Christ is also speaking and teaching everyone that's around him watching. We don't see that so clearly, but we realize it the more that we look at the scripture. We see and hear Christ being a non-reactionary presence responding to the one who has always used words and knowledge to command power for himself. And Christ begins as a non-reactionary presence to respond to that. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. That is the encompassing presence of the law. And Christ doesn't just baffle the lawyer, but he's also teaching everyone that's watching around him, what's next? Watch me. What's next? That does happen in this movie clip. And again, it's not as visible and as present, but there is this construction of redemption that comes because of this place of Wesley's conversation with Vizzini. There is a place that opens the door when the louder voice is removed from the conversation. There are so many other places of redemption that we start to see. Where that Vezik, the, the character played by Andre the Giant, and Inigo Montoya, played by Mandy Patinkin, were the fellow bandits with Vizzini, now that the louder voice of Vizzini is taken away, from that moment on, we can begin to see places of redemption that start to open up for Vezik and Inigo Montoya. We begin to see a place of redemption that takes place within the relationship between Wesley and Princess Buttercup. All of these places of redemption that are sparked in the moment that the calm, non-reactionary presence of the hero overcomes the loud, power-grabbing voice of the villain. As we look at that in our real lives, as we look at what it means to deal with these, these mental challenges that come along in our lives. There's so much that takes place in our world that's loud and power drawing and power grabbing and we don't know what to do and sometimes other than the shout and the scream. Or we rest in the reality that there are places that we have trained, that we have focused, that we have grown, that we have prepared ourselves. And we trust in that preparation to take a major challenge and to step out and to do something brave that not just sets us free from that one mental sparring match, that one emotional challenge, but it also opens doors for others to find freedom as well. In this movie, The Princess Bride, as the dread pirate Roberts Wesley beats Vizzini in this mental sparring war, 
It doesn't just set him free to move forward with Princess Buttercup for them to find restoration in their relationship of love. It also enables Fezzik to find restoration in his life and moving away from being one of the three bandits. It enables Inigo Montoya to find restoration as he continues his journey of perseverance to avenge his father's death. In the scripture in Matthew, it's Jesus Christ that begins to help others find their place of restoration because he was able to reap away the louder power-drawing element so that others could connect to that peaceful, calm presence of a Redeemer who has come to die, to be buried, and to raise again for us to all find true restoration. Hold on to that idea. That's, that's fun. This is the first time that I've, I've used this love your neighbors, you love yourself conversation and have talked solely about the situation of the conversation. Normally I use this scripture to talk about who are our neighbors. And normally I use this to talk about how that we go out and serve. And believe it or not, I still did. <laughs> I still did. Because even in talking about the mental sparring match that takes place between the lawyer and Jesus Christ, we are talking about all the things that come that draw powers away from our neighbors who have deep needs in the world. And how these neighbors that have deep needs in the world need to have this cool, calm presence wander into their story and participate in the conversations so that they can find resurrection, redemption, and restoration in their lives. Hold on to all these things. I, I've, I hope that you've enjoyed these last few weeks of this conversation using movie clips from The Princess Bride. Um, may the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you as you deal with the loud, power-drawing voices in the world. I hope that you find the calm, cool, prepared presences in the world that bring peace, calm, and understanding. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. As we've moved into our time of offering, we'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.
Let's join together for our closing benediction with love at the center of all we say and do. Go to make the world a better place. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God is love. Amen.